Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Now, I had heard that word at least ten times a day from my old man. My father worked in profanity the way other artists might work in oils or clay. It was his true medium, a master. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you said you barely knew the guy who got you elected as president... What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, April 14th, 2017, Scumbag Steve edition of the show, where we talk about the fall of House Bannon. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Selective Memory. Growing older is hard enough without the occasional embarrassment of minor memory lapses. Selective is an all-natural, doctor-recommended way to remember what you want to and forget all the rest. For decades, Selective has assisted decision-makers Big and small, from the White House to your house, recall exactly what is convenient and then forget the rest. Whether you'd want to forget an annoying white nationalist running your White House, the authorized sale of arms to Iran and the funneling of funds to a Central American terrorist group, or just want to get out of going to cards with Janine on Thursday, one dose of Selective makes part of it go away. Selective is not a drug. It does not intend to conceal signs of dementia, early onset Alzheimer's, or chronic short-term memory loss brought on by too much weed. Selective, all the memories convenient to keep. Look, memory can change the shape of a room, it can change the color of a car. And memories can be distorted. They're just an interpretation, they're not a record. And they're irrelevant if you have the facts. When I was in eighth grade, this new kid started in my class. We'll call him, uh, Don. Anyway, Don came into school, and he kind of made a splash. People were paying attention to him, but no one really took him seriously. Not the teachers, not the other kids, not even really Don himself. Well, anyway, Don and I met up when we kind of hit it off. He was into some of the same things I was. He liked to play a little D&D, liked a little Star Trek. You know, we had some similar interests. So we started hanging out together. I even helped Don run for class president, where he squeaked out a shocking victory over over a far more competent candidate, largely based on the nerd vote, which I cultivated for him. As a reward... Don promised that I would have a place working with him where the nerd's voice in school government might be heard. But then, a few weeks into his term, the jocks start hanging out with Don, and some of the pretty girls in class began to talk to him, and before long, fucking Don was beating the shit out of us nerds, just like the cool kids and the jocks. I mean, we helped Don get elected, and now he was treating us just like he treated everyone else. I liked Don. I trusted Don. He betrayed you. So, you know, because of this, I'm totally feeling puffy, drunk Nazi Steve Bannon right now. They've all been there, Steve. You hit your wagon to the cool, popular kid. You bring your Nazi toad friends along only to find your fat-ass wedge in a locker while the jocks are chanting about bombing Syria. USA! 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 I know I've been kind of a dick to Steve, but in fairness, he is a Nazi shitbag. Yet at the same time... 
I feel a strange kinship with the dude. I mean, here's this guy who flagrantly doesn't give a fuck about how he dresses, what he says, or how many empty doer's bottles are rolling around his office floor. Switches West Wing office for a dingy and dim podcast studio and his multi-million dollar bank account for my overdrawn checking account. Remove the racism, and we're basically the same guy. Because right now there's this war for Trump's soul. If the shriveled, over-tanned, dried-out turd residing in his metaphorical heart can be considered a soul. And it's between House Bannon and House Kushner. You know, let's keep it hep with this Game of Thrones analogy thing I got going on. Think of House Bannons like the Boltons. Reprehensible backstabbers with very little breeding and a pin shot for cutting off a guy's cock as a way to demonstrate their power. And House Kushner is like the Lannisters. Rich, allegedly good-looking... Equally as ambitious and possibly into twin cest. Again, this is just a rumor. And Trump, in this admittedly strained comparison, is House Baratheon. Dissolute, corrupt, barely clinging to power, and at least hypothetically into the idea of fucking his children. So that's what you heard, huh? Yeah, it is just a rumor, right? Arguably, it was Bannon that put Trump in the White House. The other side of that argument is Russia put Trump in the White House, but I see it was more like a partnership, really. But it was Bannon's ability to, to inflame a certain section of American voters with the thinly veiled white nationalism. Yeah, okay, it's thinly veiled like a Klansman in a satin hood. But still, Breitbart became the unofficial media mouth of the Trump campaign early on under the direction of scumbag Steve. And, and Trump chummed the electoral waters with all kinds of shit straight out of Breitbart. Basically, Bannon took Trump and made it Trumpier. You think of Bannon like the BASF of incredibly right-wing, hardcore nationalist politics. At BASF, we don't make a lot of the products you buy. We make a lot of the products you buy better. BASF. Thing is, Bannon is not just a leech out for power. I mean, he totally is that. But he's also an ideologue, the kind of guy with some very specific ideas about how the country should be ran. And he's on a mission to remake the government. In a profile piece back in February, the New York Times answered the question, what does Bannon want? Scotch, rye, bourbon, vodka. Well, yes, but politically his catchphrase is the deconstruction of the administrative state. Basically, that's all the things that the government does not involving the active persecution of minorities at home or abroad, and he thinks they've got to go. He also believes the country should be a Judeo-Christian culture, but not so much with the Jew part, you know, he... You can really keep the evil shit from the Old Testament, the bits where slavery goes are good, but leave out the rest of the really Jewy parts. And of course, we, we gotta stomp down on Islam because apparently Stevie Boy was deeply traumatized by 9-11, turning him from some sort of right-of-center Hollywood money man and former iBanker into the sort of xenophobic zealot we all know and fear today. I, I don't actually know if Steve Bannon lost friends or family in nine, on 9-11. Maybe it's unfair for me to speculate. But I did some research, and I couldn't come up with any conclusive proof this was the case. And I kind of think he's the sort of guy that would have said something about it, doing his rise to power, if for nothing else than the PR benefits. But he really strikes me as the sort of person that just lost their shit over 9-11. We didn't have fucking all to do with him. He's not alone. America is full of motherfuckers that on September 10th could not give a cheery goddamn about New York City or anyone in it. And that on 9-11 were wailing and tearing their clothes off like they lost every single member of their family in the towers. Motherfucks wouldn't have been caught dead in Manhattan the day before. A year later, they're in town buying Twin Tower snow globes from an Islamic street vendor on Chambers Street. And I'm not necessarily saying Steve Bannon and people like that are douchebag fucking hypocrites. 
He wasn't inferring, he was implying. You, you were inferring. I'm just saying have a little perspective is all. On the other side of this little war, you got Don's favorite son, the one who's actually fucking Ivanka, Jared. Bumbler the boy wonder over there. Kushner. Now, I, uh, for all I know things, I don't really know much about J-Man. I figure him for a young dude born into money, married into money, who's only in the White House because he was fucking the president's daughter. Technically, you're not wrong. But according to Cosmo's 18 Things I Need to Know About Jared Kushner, likes long walks on the beaches, dislikes rough sex and failed real estate deals, JK is the son of a New Jersey real estate mogul who spent time in the federal pen for bribing politicians, which in Jersey is just literally part of doing business, the bribes and the prison times. Jared knows nothing about politics. I mean, other than the aforementioned bribing, which again in New Jersey is illegal, but you only go to jail if you're be stupid about it. You know, like trying to blackmail your sister into not testifying against you by hiring a prostitute to sleep with, their, with your brother-in-law. That kind of stupid. He owned the New York Observer for the past few years, which is odd because he reportedly hates reporters and the press, though this probably explains gutting the newsroom and removing any trace of, quote, liberal bias, unquote. He's an Orthodox Jew, which is only relevant because he and Ivanka now observe Shabos, and they're not around to keep Daddy Donnie's fingers off the tweeting machines on Friday nights. And allegedly, he and Ivanka are basically Democrats, and purportedly provide a check on the deranged white right-wing rantings of his increasingly demented father-in-law. Well, I find that highly unlikely. But okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Democrat. He's the damn Democrat the same way I'm in the fucking Green Party. The Kushner wing of the White House is not a big D Democrat shit. It's not even a small D Democrat. JK is all about keeping Trump in the established Republican lane. Pro-business, pro-bombing Middle Eastern countries, pro-tax reform, and pro-Paul Ryan conservative-style politics. Cushy is all about keeping the government more or less exactly the way it is, just with Republicans running it, as opposed to Stevie's idea of burning down Washington, pissing on the ashes, and then soaking it with, with the blood of Muslims. I still got dreams. I got plans, too. Big plans. These are the two houses vying to be hand of the king. And right now, it appears House Bannon is in disgrace. There are a couple of reasons for this. One is purely juvenile on Trump's part. It's directly linked to the liberal elitist Hollywood Trump baiting and the whole President Bannon thing started by Saturday Night Live. The other was the total ass-whipping of the health care reform because he sent Bannon over to whip the Freedom Caucus, who just laughed and threw an oxycodone bottle with a tic-tac inside down the hall and watched Bannon chase it. Then he was booted off the National Security Council by General McMaster, presumably for showing up hungover in nothing more than stained boxer shorts and a mustard-stained wife beater t-shirt. I'm just, I'm just guessing on that one. The rumors coming out of the White House of the Bannon's incipient demise were hardly quelled last week when Trump said some bullshit on some bullshit talking head show that, you know, I, I like Steve, but he only joined the campaign very late. And when it comes to strategy, well, no one's a better strategist than the Donald, believe me. It's like Donnie is practicing some sort of very limited anesthesia about who brought him to the dance. To which I can only imagine Steve Bannon saying... I brought you in this world, and I'll take you out. Though probably with fewer rapey undertones. Stevie B, for his part, says he relishes a good gunfight, presumably only when he has the gun and the other person is a defenseless minority, so you can assume he's not going to go gently into that good night running a right-wing media company. He's fighting for the soul of America, not to maintain the status quo, so I can't see him quietly walking away. There's no question. 
That Steve Bannon is an awful fucking human being. A racist fuckbag whose presence in the White House defiles it worse than any single person since Nixon. Dick Cheney was objectively more evil, but Bannon is more hateful. And any decently ran administration advisor this reprehensible would be buried by layers of deniability. The way Hillary Clinton kept David Brock off to one side, where she could still use him for skullduggery, but no one ever saw her hand personally dugging the skull. Bannon has not only dug the skulls, he's stuck his dick in their eye holes while hopping up and down. Great. Thanks for that image, Edith. You don't keep a guy like that out in the open, but you do keep him. You make sure he's happy, because the thing about political attack dogs is their penchant for not giving a fuck about biting the hand that feeds them. But at the same time, it could be possible having Nazi Steve around might in some small way be a good thing? What have you been smoking? Wait, 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 hear me out. Donnie's been getting off on blowing shit up. Missile strikes in Syria, dropping the Moab in Afghanistan. Shit, I'm hearing rumors that McMaster wants between 10 and 50,000 boots on the ground in Syria to fight everyone, as far as I can tell. We're dick-wagging at North Korea, and Trump's tiny peen is throbbing like a bass speaker in a Topeka white kid's Toyota Corolla after the fake news dropped down to their knees to slurp his sack. I am tempted to quote the great Leonard Cohen. I'm guided by the beauty of our weapons. Farid, it's day 78 of the Trump presidency. What changed last night? I think uh, Donald Trump became president of the United States. I think this was actually a big moment. For lobbying a bunch of expensive and ultimately useless cruise missiles. And I have to stop here a second and eat a little crow, because when Trump fired his wad off the other night in response to a sod gassing civilians again, I was very much in favor then, and I'm still kind of in favor as a generic idea. I mean, if President Hillary Clinton had done that, I would have nodded and smiled. But it looks now a lot like Trump did it just for the ratings bump, which he got. He went from 35 to 50%. What the fuck is wrong with you people? But it's not because he really gives a, got sh- uh, gives a shit about Assad killing all those beautiful babies or has any kind of fucking plan on what to do next. So I was fucking wrong wrong he should not have done it better to have done nothing than wasted money achieved nothing and have no idea where to go from there i guess i just really wanted the fantasy of a normality because you know in a normal world when someone uses chemical weapons they get fucking bombed but anyway back to bannon scumbag steve is vehemently anti-interventionist when it comes to syria a huge bone of contention in the white house And dollars for donuts, it's the only huge bone in the entire place. Know what I'm saying? Anyone? Fuck you, Gavin. I know it's you that put that in the script. That's a shitty joke. A huge bone of contention between Bannon and his toad trolls and alt-rights douche Nazis and their hatred of the U.S. getting involved in any more pointless foreign wars. Why Jay Cush and his globalist cucks adhere to the Republican establishment mind of, well, we got all these fucking missiles and bombs anyway. We should probably use them so we could buy more. It should be noted that following the missile strikes in Syria, Raytheon, the manufacturer of the cruise missiles, had a huge surge in their stock prices. Bannon is the raspy, scotch-laden voice whispering in Trump's ear to keep out of Syria. How fucking scary is it to have that Nazi prick as the voice of restraint on President Early Onset Dementia? This is not an argument to keep Bannon in place. It's just an observation that the axis of idiots in the White House seem to be largely caught in stasis of self-inflicted stupidity. 
you got Bannon and Kushner pulling on each one on each each arm like on Trump like a fucking Batman toy in a kindergarten toy box. You got Reince Priebus who's apparently hiding under his desk because no one has seen or heard from that fucker in weeks. Dude, you're the fucking chief of staff. Where the fuck are you? Chief your staff. You got Sean Spicer fucking up the Holocaust, fucking with the Holocaust on Passover, and Ivanka, who's probably looting the White House silverware to turn it into decorative fucking bangles to be sold to other rich white bitches. You've got Pence measuring the Oval Office windows for new drapes when Trump is impeached, and Tillerson is sitting in an empty office in Foggy Bottom, throwing cards into a hat. Ben Carson can't figure out how to use an elevator. Oh, sure, he was stuck in that elevator. That motherfucker doesn't know how buttons work. These people are so idiotic, so greedy, so fucking venal that they are effectively canceling each other out. The only people who know what the fuck they're doing are the generals, and despite my best hopes, they're apparently planning on all-out war because, well, we got these troops just standing around. We might as well use them. My worry is if we start shit-canning people like Bannon, one element of stupid will suddenly dominate the others, and the chuckle fucks on Pennsylvania accident, uh, Avenue might accidentally accomplish something. And trust me, if they do, it ain't going to be good for no coal miners. It's not going to be good for people. It's going to be good for people like Jared fucking Kushner. Maybe he will get the government to subsidize his family's shit show over on Park Avenue. I guess it's too soon to say if Bannon will go. Because Trump, for all his bravado on television, is said to really not like firing people. And frankly, if he isn't a little scared of Bannon, he's an idiot. You know that dude is topped up on cheap scotch and cheap speed and probably has a cheap thirty-two pistol tucked under his bloated nutsack. Trump rolled into the White House on angry white nationalist rhetoric. They were the people that crawled out of their trailer houses long enough to tip the scales for him in the shittiest parts of America. If Bannon, if Trump loses Bannon, he also loses those fuckers who ain't going to be voting for the cucks that fucked over their that cucked over their fat bastard leader. My gut feeling is eventually Kushner will get rid of Bannon in some kind of devil's deal that allows both sides to blame the Democrats. After all, Jared is the son Trump never had. The one that doesn't look like Odo from Deep Space Nine on Five Clonopin. Plus, who else is he going to ask what it's like to fuck Ivanka? Because you know he does. You know he does. You must seek therapy. That's where I would go with that. But that's my own. No matter who wins between Scumbag Steve and G.I. Jared, keep one very important thing in mind. It'll be us who loses. Either we have a fucking Nazi oppressing minorities, dismantling our government as fast as he can while lining his pockets, or we have a snot-nosed rich kid who doesn't know shit about politics or policy oppressing minorities, dismantling our government as fast as he can while lining his pockets. The results are the same. The only difference is as Kushbo looks slightly better doing it. <laughs> that is it for our show this week. We kind of took a couple of weeks off from the hot takes for the week, but... Uh, I had this stack of Bannon insults piled up in a Google Doc, and I really wanted to get them out of the wild before he was gone. Plus, you know, Game of Thrones references. That, that's going to be coming back on the air soon, so it, it might be relevant. Hey, if you really want to get into some Red Wedding-style punishment on someone, rate and review this show with five stars over on iTunes. I mean, outside of killing their family while they watch, it's about the cruelest thing you can do. Imagine listening to this god-awful show. It's so wrong. So very wrong. 
If you've got a burning need to know what I'm thinking more than once a week, and God only knows why that would be, follow the show at the hell underscore podcast on Twitter or the show name on Facebook. All of the shows are at the show name on SoundCloud at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, producer, podcast first, Gavin, and all the other fictional nationalists on this show, we want to say, you know what? No, we're just going to let the song speak for itself because it's actually the song by the guy who is Scumbag Steve. Showed up and drank all your beer. And how'd you get puke on your brand new gear? Oh yeah, that's me. The party's going on. Who knows where it's at? I need some project deck shit. Let's find a 30 rack. I ain't got no money, and I ain't got no gas. It's never stopped me before. We can siphon it for Jack. It's been a week and a half since I had a lady. Hope Damon and his girlfriend show up. Her name's Katie. She sucks to me. Think I fucked with her last month. She made my head spin around while he was out getting lunch. I'll call the girl from high school. I heard you throwing down. I heard a fridge is well stocked and the folks are out of town. Pass me a lighter. I swear I'll give it back. I need to light the cigarette before we buy a set. Can I borrow 20 bucks? I need to buy a pack We gotta hurry up, man I heard the potty's fucking crack Turn left here We're almost at the place Damn, this shit's popping Come on, I can't wait Who's been smoking up all your weed? Scumbag Steve Scumbag Steve Who's that going home with your bitch? Scumbag Steve Scumbag Steve Seltzer Kings Podcasts